Morning, Magic. Magic 106.7. What are we in today? 18 of the heat wave? It, it <laughs> certainly like feels it. like yeah. You know, it, it's so funny. We forget how it is New England in the summer months, and it does get warm in the summer months in New England. This is a little bit extreme, though, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, into the 90s again today. Um, watching out for yourself, watching out for your loved ones, your elders, you know, who are nearby. Of course, very, very important. We always think of that. But sometimes we forget about our pets. Yeah. And how pets uh, work and uh, interact with the hot weather. Dr. Lindsay Renzullo joins us from Bulger Veterinary Hospital in Lawrence to talk about just that. Good morning, Dr. Renzullo. How you doing? Hi. Good morning, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I love this magic crow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you right back. Have you seen any pets yet this year who have had uh, struggles with the with the warm weather? Oh, we unfortunately have. I mean, it starts pretty early, honestly. Once we get a few of those hot, humid days, um, we do get a lot of the cases that start coming in through our emergency room. So unfortunately, we have seen it already. This week, we are ready for the cases to start coming in and being more severe just because of how hot it is. And the fact that this type of heat really leads to pretty significant clinical signs in these dogs and cats. Dr. Renzullo, I'm a first-time dog owner, and something I didn't realize is that dogs don't sweat, so they can't cool themselves down the way humans can, right? You're right. Dogs have different cooling mechanisms than, than people, and so panting is really their number one way to cool their body down, and panting only works so well. Yeah. Um, so when they are really trying to, to cool that body temperature down and get it down fast, they can sometimes have a little bit of sweat come off their paws. You know, it's very mild, but the most, the most effective cooling mechanism for them really is going to be panting. And so unfortunately, they can't cool themselves the same way that people can. And their body temperature anyway runs hotter, right? So they normally, their body temperature is anywhere from about 100 to like 102.5. And so they can wow. get up quickly to the 106, 107, 108 range. Wow. And those are really scary ranges for a dog to be at. I mean, we're talking about significant organ and systemic failure when you get to that kind of level. I think you're, you're right. I think we always think of dogs in the heat. We're a cat family, um, but, but cats <laughs> don't do so well in the heat either. Yeah, so cats, cats are funny, though. I mean, I sort of always joke to my clients that cats are like these heat-seeking missiles because, you know, you'll see these cats you know, laying in laying the sun, in the sun. And yeah. and really loving to soaking up those rays. So they actually, I feel like do a, a fairly better job at avoiding classic heat stroke where they're not going to be outside and playing ball with their owner and being so focused on that game that they're not going to stop. I mean, a cat's not going to do that. They're not going to sit there and play fetch till they, till they basically pass out. Whereas some labs do, right? So Cats maintain themselves a little bit better. We do have to worry, though, if they get caught in a car or get caught in some area where they don't have any access to shade or, you know, breeze or, or water to sort of rehydrate, they can suffer the same consequences as heat stroke in dogs. It's just that we don't see it as often. Dr. Renzullo, also, I was reading somewhere that dogs' paws or animals' paws can get super hot even on the pavement. Even if you don't think it's as hot out outside, you have to watch out for the sensitivity for them walking outside on that hot pavement, right? Oh, it's so true. And honestly, this is one of the saddest things because we see this probably more frequently than, thankfully, than the significant heat stroke dogs that come in in really bad distress. We see this all of the time. So dogs don't have shoes. And so they have those wonderful thick carpal pads and tarsal pads that are the bottom part of their paws that do do a great job of protecting them for the most part. 
But on those super hot days, that is hot to walk on. And if you're walking on asphalt or pavement, or if they're running on it, they can shed that whole bottom part of that carpal pad or that turtle pad. And it's so painful for them. So they are walking around, you know, just it feel it looks like they're walking on glass, you know, for a couple of weeks while that new skin kind of grows back in. And so we have to bandage them. Some dogs refuse to get up and walk. So it's a very struggling, you know, time for some of those pets. So making sure that when you're taking your dog out for a walk, you know, in this kind of weather, I tell people first thing in the morning, get that walk in before that pavement has had time to really heat up. Or, or later at night when the sun has gone down on the pavement, it's much cooler. But in the middle of the day is a really tough time to be walking these guys. Yeah. I want to ask you about one thing I've seen a, a little bit of in the last weeks, months. It's something called xylitol toxicity. Is this something you are new? Right. Did I get it right? Is this something new we should be concerned sort of. about? Yeah, you sort of got it right. So it's, it's not necessarily new, but it's getting a lot of buzz right now online because xylitol, which is a type of artificial sweetener, is actually toxic to animals, dogs in particular. And it is found in a lot of products, anywhere from, you know, peanut butter, almond butter, chewing gum, um, you know, ice cream. And so this type of artificial sweetener is something that can cause some pretty significant problems in these animals with not a lot of volume ingested. And so it is pretty scary. But some of these food companies are relabeling it instead of xylitol, which sounds very chemically, they're relabeling it birch sugar or birch sap, which is the same thing. And it does the same thing to these animals. So make sure if you're going to feed your dog some, you know, sugar-free ice cream, you really are looking at those ingredients. That's not the best ice cream to be feeding them. You know, this can be pretty significant. Just one or two pieces with some of these dogs, depending on how big they are, can be can be significant. Wow, so artificial sweeteners, beware for sure. And xylitol or birch sugar, birch sap, watch out for that. Great stuff. stuff, yeah. We always love talking to you. Stay safe and uh, and stay cool yes. over the next couple of days through the heat wave and, and all your little pet friends. I hope the same for them. <laughs> all our little fur babies. Absolutely. Oh. Call me anytime, guys. All right. Dr. Lindsay Renzullo from Bulger Veterinary Hospital in Lawrence. Great chatting with you. Have a great day. All right, bye now.